Now joining us on the phone lines, the radio voice of the Tar Heels, Jones Angel, is with us. Good morning, Jones. How are you, man? Rob, I'm doing great. Good to talk with you again. And, uh, yeah, big weekend, certainly in the Triangle, and a big uh, weekend for the Tar Heels. They actually have their uh, live action with Carolina basketball event tonight. So the first time the, the men and the women will be out there on a public setting. So looking forward to that in the Smith Center this evening at 7 o'clock. And then, of course, uh, the big one is, is the football game tomorrow night. And, and just uh, two really good teams going at it and really looking forward to it. So 7.30 in Keenan. We'll be on the air radio-wise at 6.30 for, uh, it is crazy, Rob, just the eighth true top 25 matchup in Keenan Stadium in the last 40 years. Wow. That happened very often, and uh, looking forward to what should be a great atmosphere and a great ball game tomorrow night. And we'll have that uh, game for you here on WPTF tomorrow night. Let's go back to last week. Uh, big win for the Tar Heels. I mean, they smoked Syracuse 40-7. to uh, Tez Walker, first game as a Tar Heel. Besides that, was there anything else that stuck out to you most uh, about that big win last week? Well, it was just a complete performance by Carolina that stuck out to me and, and a very balanced performance. And, Rob, by balanced, I mean in a lot of different ways, both in you know, how Carolina got its yards and points. You know, the Tar Heels had over 400 yards passing, more than 200 yards rushing, balanced in the sense that there were a lot of different guys involved, 11 different players caught a pass, seven different players had a carry, 10 different players had three or more tackles in the game for the Tar Heels. So, um, and balanced in, in the fact that both the offense and the defense played well. So it was just how complete of a game I felt like Carolina played. And while Syracuse is not, um, you know, I don't think Syracuse is like a top five team in the nation or something, but I do think Syracuse is a solid team. And, and Carolina just outclassed them last week, at least on that day. And so um, that, that to me is what stood out. It's just how completely impressive Carolina was in every facet. And, and that's hard to replicate. Uh, that's hard to do week after week in the game of football, just because there are so many variables and it's such a physical game and, and all the different things that we know from following the sport. But Carolina is going to need um, a similar performance to have an opportunity to win this week because Miami is so talented. This is a really good team coming in and Carolina is going to need to play um, at a high level to have a chance to win. Yeah, what would you say is is the biggest threat when it comes to Miami? It's their speed and and their athleticism across the board, and that's that's often the case with the Hurricanes. Is is they're incredibly skilled, incredibly fast, and incredibly athletic. And so, uh, if you let their skill guys get into space, um, that's bad news for for most anybody else. Um, they fly around the football defensively. They're all over the place, and and their defensive numbers have been really impressive. So far this season, they're they're top ten, uh, top ten in the country as far as uh, yards allowed. They they lead the nation in rushing yards allowed. They're top fifteen in the country in scoring defense, only giving up about fourteen and a half points per game. So uh, they they've done it pretty consistently now through five weeks. Now there's also the fact, of course, that Miami is coming off that uh, disappointment and embarrassment from a week ago when. They should have won the game against Georgia Tech. Yeah. Mistakes late in that game, both from coaching decisions and mistakes on the field, cost them that game, quite honestly. And so I think they're probably tired of hearing about that. They're tired of being poked fun of uh, on every radio show and podcast in the, <laughs> in the uh, sporting world this week. And so uh, th- they're ready to, to shut everybody up a little bit and, and to 
um, prove that that isn't what their team is about. And so when you have a good team um, that's really skilled, that has uh, a little bit of a rallying cry and a chip on the shoulder, if you will, uh, that's a dangerous combination. So it, it will be a big challenge for the Tar Heels for sure. We're talking with uh, North Carolina football broadcaster Jones Angel here on the WPTF Morning Show. Jones, uh, Tar Heels 5-0 and on the season after winning uh, against Syracuse last week. To kind of break it down and explain it to our listeners, how significant is this start for North Carolina overall and especially in the ACC this year? Well, uh, Rob, Carolina's been playing football for 123 years. This is the 10th time they've ever been 5-0. and Wow. So it should tell you that this doesn't happen very often. Um, that doesn't mean that there haven't been great teams in the past that you know started 4-1 and or something like that. Um, but 5-0 and is, uh, is a mark that Carolina has not hit uh, very often in its history. And so um, every week that you win – the more uh, the more opportunity you are giving yourself, both on the conference level and on the national level, and so for Carolina, um, the, the Tar Heels have played a solid schedule to this point. You know, they have the win over South Carolina, win over Minnesota, the the road win at Pitt, um, you know, the win over App State uh, and, and Syracuse. So there's some good quality wins in there, um, but the schedule is going to get more difficult uh, as it as the Tar Heels move through the year, and that includes Miami this week. They still have, um, you know, at Georgia Tech, where it's a tough trip for Carolina. Traditionally, Duke's coming to Chapel Hill. They're very good. They go to Clemson, and they have to go to Raleigh to see NC State as well. So, I mean, there there's some really difficult games remaining for Carolina, and I think that's why Rob, you hear Mac Brown talk about you know not being complacent or not being comfortable. Because 5-0 is great. I mean, it's great. That's where you want to be after five games. And we just said it. It's happened less than 10% of the time that right. Carolina has had a season of football. But it's not the ultimate goal. And so I think with this team, which is an older team, a more mature group, who just last year you know, started the season 9-1 and and finished the year 9-5, and um, they know that while what they've achieved to this point is a big positive, it's not the end of the road. And so um, certainly a terrific start, but Carolina understands there's a lot more to do. One last question for you, Jones. Uh, today is Friday the 13th. We've been asking our listeners here on the WPTF Morning Show, what are you superstitious about? Do you have any uh, superstitions when it comes to preparing for a broadcast? I chuckle because I'm not sure if it's superstition or like OCD, uh, Rob, <laughs> really, for me. I, yeah, I, I do very much like, things very particular and and how i prepare and how things are laid out like i like to have stuff at right angles on the on the table in front of me i like to get the exact like rgb for the colors for the opponents so that everything i do um is in the exact right color for them um so again i don't know if that's superstition or if i need to go see somebody about that but um (laughs) it it does help me uh prepare and, and feel organized and um, and get me in a clean and clear headspace to, to be ready to go. So I'm um, looking forward to, to going through that routine again uh, starting tomorrow night. Yeah, making final preparations. Tomorrow night it is number 12, North Carolina, number 25, Miami. It's going to be a good one at Chapel Hill at Keenan Stadium. And you can listen to Jones on the call tomorrow night right here on WPTF. Jones, thanks so much, man. Thanks, Rob. Look forward to talking with you soon.